Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. Do you know you normally say everyone relax? Oh, fuck. This is TOEFOP. No, we just did sorry. <laughs> let me just start again. I mean, no. No, no. let me start again. No. We, no. Come on, you know what we just did and I was obviously still in a different like frame of mind. Let me. Don't care. There is a simple start to this show that has been the official start <laughs> to this show for so long. What did I say? Does I can't it, remember like, what I said. people listening to it right now going, hang on, am I meant to relax? Am I meant oh, to be no. tense for this one? Am I meant to lean in? I don't get a mulligan. Everyone relaxes as toe yeah. I'm Charlie Clawson yeah. oh, so and I'm Will Anderson. Getting... Hello and thank you for I know watching. What That's it how is. the intro goes. Are you, are you going to condescend to me more or am I going to, am I going to be able to say it? Um, oh, no, maybe a little okay. more. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone relax. This is toe I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Apologies for my uh, lack of professionalism. We just recorded a uh, Tofop with Friends in which has a slightly it's, different intro, which is I know is going to be an issue. <laughs> like we think we've cleaned things up by putting everything in the one feed and separating, you know, making Tofop just like Tofop classic and Tofop with Friends, but we still have not figured out this. What intro. we're trying. We're trying. What we're trying is to put everything under the same system, but it turns out a few of our things don't integrate perfectly smoothly. They have different cords yeah. and you always have to get the old adapter out yeah. and like plug it into the wall to use that one thing. Um, I uh, just did a little bit of a family road trip, Will, to see Disney, oh. to see Disney on ice. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And where'd you get the ice? Uh, well, uh, well <laughs> I went through the Gold Coast. It was pretty easy, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> on the way to bring your own ice. Disney, BYO ice. You know what's funny is that I probably have told like four people in the last yeah. two weeks. And everyone's, everyone's made, made the same, same joke. joke. <laughs> oh, really? God. Just uh, make sure your car doesn't get broken into afterwards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing about being a parent. Uh, it is a constant balancing act between the joy of seeing your child mm. having a great time balanced mm. with the mind-numbing boredom of the things mm-hmm. that entertain them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Like, it was a, a two-hour show with a 20-minute intermission. And essentially all it is is ice skating in very puffy, um, strange-looking uh, Disney costumes. And Disney has obviously this real adherence to the brand, right? Like, you know, Mickey can't be seen with his head off at any stage. Like they've just got to maintain this kind of like all the costuming is, is like, what would you say? Movie accurate. You know what I mean? Like if you've got sleeping beauty or bell from beauty and the beast, it's all this comic accurate kind of stuff, but they've started doing this thing, which really disturbed me. So there is a movie called Moana. Uh, the rock, uh, is one of the voices and it's, it's all about Polynesian mythology and the rock plays, uh, this God Maui who's just really like burly, not like The Rock, not like ripped and cut, but a big burly kind of Polynesian warrior who's covered in, in tattoos and stuff. And the way he's drawn. Well, I, I remembered like because in the two months leading up to the movie, he kept tweeting about how the hierarchy of the Moana <laughs> universe was about to be. Well, you know he's <laughs> actually doing? Right. So a bit of trivia. <laughs> the, uh, the character design of Maui in Moana was based on his 
grandfather, uh, Chief oh. Maivia, the High Chief. Yeah. So there is some kind of link. And then now they're doing a live action version of Moana, and The Rock is going to play uh, the live action Maui. But his grandfather, because his grandfather was a wrestler from like the 1940s and 50s, and back then people didn't have muscles, did they? Like, no. Like muscles didn't exist. Like you just had big men. No. Like burly. To be a wrestler, you just needed to have a pair of tights. Yeah. <laughs> and be big, like a bear. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to see whether The Rock w- will just be The Rock, you know, with a with a wig on, or if he's going to sort of – because, like I say, Disney has this thing about being Disney accurate. They like to kind of keep their branding fairly consistent. And the reason I'm sort of bringing that up is that Iona – I think Moana is probably Iona's favourite Disney film. So she's very excited – when Moana came out and I was waiting to see like, and she loves Maui because he's such a great character. But then when Maui came out, because he's drawn kind of like comically bulky, like, you know, giant thick legs and big feet like an elephant and just like a big guy. And obviously like ice skaters tend to be quite lithe and flexible and light. So they, what they had was a Maui suit. So it was someone coming out in like a giant puffy bit Maui just wears like a grass skirt because he's a Polynesian Mm. warrior and like, you know, it's Mm. just his big. So what it essentially looked like was Hannibal Lecter or Mm. Buffalo Bill (laughs) from Silence of the Lambs had just spent years like kidnapping Polynesian men and skinning them and patching together his own human suit because he just had this kind of Maui flying around on ice but just this horrifyingly unrealistic, loose-skinned monster. And I was watching it going, this is disturbing. And, like, you know, kids get scared at, like, the slight, like, you know, the, the pirates of uh, from Captain Hook was, was scaring Iona. And I was like, is this actually going to upset her? But no, she seemed quite okay with it. And I was just like, that doesn't work for me. I'd, and I thought maybe it was just, you know, my tofop brain just reading into this thinking someone's made a skin suit. But then I asked Jem and she was like, oh, no, it definitely looked like like a, a an 80s horror film, one of those kind of man in suit kind of horror films like Ch- Texas Chainsaw or something like that. Okay. Well, is it appropriate to boo? Like at a Disney yeah, on ice. you can boo the bad – no, it can't be Maui. You can boo the bad guys. No, yeah, that's what villains. I mean. Just boo Maui. Just boo the suit. <laughs> You're sick. Boo! <laughs> looks ridiculous. How many men had to die for that? <laughs> Find a big guy who can skate. This is gross. Did you tell them creepy. to put the lotion on their skin? <laughs> <laughs> there was actually quite a bit of crowd participation. Mm. Um, okay, so it is pantomime. It's a hundred percent pantomime. Like it was mm. interminable because basically they've got all. This, well, yeah, what are the story like? How does uh, it like play? There is out? no story. So basically, Disney has all this. But there's got to be internal stories, right? Like in scenes or something. Okay, like, so what was you're it? not you're not seeing like Moana skate with like the pirates? Yeah, are you? yes. So this is oh. this is the thing, right? So they've got all this separate IP in universes mm. that don't make sense to cross over, mm-hmm. but they're gonna. But Disney are gonna cram them in. So the, the conceit was Tinkerbell comes out and she's flying around and then the pirates from Peter Pan come out. I guess they're from the same universe. Is mm-hmm. Tinkerbell Peter Pan? I can't remember. Yeah, right. so far so good. Okay. So then they kidnap her and steal her magic wand for some reason, I think to buy crypto or something. I'm not sure. It's a MacGuffin. <laughs> That's the MacGuffin. That's the, That's MacGuffin, the general yeah. MacGuffin for the movie yeah. is the wand. Right. So uh, they uh, they kidnap her. Then – oh, there's a couple of MCs too, like a couple of good-looking high school musical type teenagers. 
So they're just like MCs, as in like MC Scat Cat, or like no, as in like MCs ma- masters in just, and mistresses of ceremonies. Of ceremonies, they're not a bondage now, version of a mistress. Are they, of sorry, are they on skates? On skates, yeah. So they're dressed okay. like High School Musical, Zac Efron, mm. and whoever the female Zac Efron is. Okay. So they're skating around, just narrating and filling in the blanks. And, you know, you got to clap. Laura Efron. Yeah. Sorry, I, I should have. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a, just, there's a great <laughs> reference for the masses. <laughs> Director Efron of great Nora romantic Nora comedies, Efron. Nora Efron. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Tinkerbell gets kidnapped. So then uh, the, the High School Musical MCs uh, are like, Mickey, Mickey, are you there? So Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and... Daffy, no, he's Daffy. What? Who's the Who's the Disney one? Daffy and uh, uh, Donald. Donald. Donald Duck. Donald. So Donald Duck, Goofy, Goofy Mickey, and Minnie come out, and they're like, yeah. "We'll We'll figure this shit out. Don't, we'll solve yeah. this crime." Yeah, literally. Yeah. Mickey comes out, stubs out a cigarette, and says, "Don't even sweat, it, dog." <laughs> Mickey <laughs> got this. <laughs> Mickey's on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey just turns to the crowd and go, it's time to serve some bad guys at Mickey. <laughs> so then they say um, the way to free Tinkerbell, obviously, uh, with okay. fairies is? Is a pause. A pause. Yeah. So the louder we can cheer and clap, um, mm-hmm. the, 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 they had a little like fairy meter would go up and then we can okay. free Tinkerbell. It's convenient. You're actually making me that. though. I only saw this yesterday, and now I'm like, but yeah. what fucking you happens? You forgot the plot. What happens next? What happens next? Well, See then what they just start remember. bringing out all their separate IPs, and, so, and for some reason that relates. <laughs> so they bring out. Who did they bring out? But first? hang on, is Tinkerbell still in, or is she free? Uh, by no, this she's, out the, she's, the she's out the back. So, so basically, you've got like the- being waterboarded or like. <laughs> Yeah, Abu Garab style. We just see with a, a black hood just standing on some car batteries. On a plank, Why on, a plank on a boat being waterboarded. <laughs> She's sitting there holding up a newspaper, <laughs> so condemning the West. <laughs> that would be a bold movement like Disney on ice. Just Tinkerbell tied to a chair, black eye. You, did, you didn't applaud loud enough every time. They don't applaud loud enough. They just pour some more water over the face mask. Louder! Tinkerbell struggles. So I'm doing, I'm trying to think of what the IPs were. So there was Toy Story, yeah. there was Beauty and the Beast, there was uh, Frozen... Um, Moana. Yeah, so like none of these, there's no way there's that you There's no connecting any of these. tissue apart from the fact that yeah. we had to Should they that. be doing multiverse stuff? I mean, clearly this is the way that all the other big players in the, the are using, you know, kind of IP and connecting them together is multiverses. Should Disney on ice go multiverse? Should there be something at the start where Tinkerbell is tinkering around with her magic and she unlocks some sort of multiverse and then that's the way that you can get all the different IP in? Well, they could have done something like that, but it has a very strange vibe to it because I'm assuming most of the cast are like ex-European you know, figure skaters or something because – the way it plays out is they're all miming. There's like a mm. there's a there's a backing tape which is the the yeah. story, like a storybook, and then you've got all these actors in costume because either they're wearing a big Mickey head and their mouths don't move anyway, or they're a human character but they're just miming and pantomiming what they're saying, and you're hearing a recording of it. And they had all these weird like 
sound-alike. So there's a sound-alike Tom Hanks, a sound-alike Tim Allen. Well, actually, I think that might have been the genuine Tim Allen. <laughs> like maybe they were able to get Tim Allen. But the rock, that wasn't the rock. It was a rock-alike. So I was surprised by that because I was like, surely Disney can just play dialogue from the film. Like they own that. They don't have to pay the rock. Do they have to pay the rock twice? If you- I mean, I think if, if you do your deal properly, you'd have to get paid again if they're using Public it for broadcast. something else. I guess so, because yeah, it'd like be cinematic, home yeah. video, and then yeah. you'd need live skating release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're going to ruin the rock reputation by showing Tinkerbell getting waterboarded, you've got to at least pay him well for that. <laughs> I mean, it's weird to me they don't use the frozen people at the start to freeze the ice in some way. Like, it feels to me that, like, frozen should be the element that is first introduced around the ice and ice skating. Well, Here's here's what I'll tell you, right? Because yeah. Iona, I said Moana was Iona's favorite mm. property. That's a second. Her favorite is Frozen, yeah. like ninety nine every child. Kid. Exactly. I think we can just lock in Bluey and Frozen as the two answers for top entertainment for most children. A hundred percent. So that is their Mr. Jones. Mm. If for, Disney on Ask mm. of the Counting Crows, they're not giving you that shit. Yeah. Like straight up, you got to sit through a ton of filler to get to. What, even though the conceit of it is so perfectly set up that it should just be fucking frozen, they know that parents will be walking out the door as soon as they hear "Let It Go." Like that's what that's what we're waiting to hear. Well, yes, but they could set up the premise for the big payoff, right? Like you set up some scene early on, do some lesser. I don't know what the second best song from Frozen is, but you do like the second best song from Frozen oh, in you. some scenario. Yeah, yeah, you could do And that. then kind of plant that seed that by the end it's all going to get paid off with a huge big – because he's Let It Go, the biggest song yes. in the show. Yeah, biggest yes. song in the show, probably the biggest yeah. song in Disney history. Like it's, you know, like two billion downloads or something like that. But you're right, there are second songs and there's mm. secondary characters in Frozen that are beloved they really should have just come out and said hey it's really cold in here because it's frozen well couldn't your host be like uh I, i'm not going to get these characters right because i've never seen frozen but like olaf yeah. and like whatever the comic Will, relief kind of you're right you're 100 percent right yeah. that's what it should have been in fact we should be the artistic directors <laughs> firstly we'll win you over with olaf should host and then have yeah. you thought about tinkerbell being waterboarded <laughs> yeah, yeah we're like the new we're the james gunn or kevin yeah. feige of the disney on ice universe because <laughs> we're also doing a lot of ice when we're coming up with the <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Second thing is let's make Maui a real human skin suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Iona, like we we actually we got out after they did let it go because we got worded up by one of the staff there. We said, look, we don't want to get caught in this mm. traffic jam because it was sold out, like Risen yeah. Entertainment Center. I'd seen Wu-Tang – like only a month earlier at the same venue and it was not nearly as busy as it was for Disney on Ice, like absolutely chockers and probably a bit more bit more of a vibe going. Like, I mean, Wu-Tang was good, but everyone's very old. Like Wu-Tang was like all our vintage and people just want a nice comfy seat. But you had some, you know, like sugared up toddlers running around. It had a real energy to the place. I mean, essentially, it's probably the exact same crowd minus the shit oh, yeah, that's up right. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of dead-eyed people I'd seen, like, much happier a month ago. <laughs> now I'm in this shit. Um, so we got worded up about yeah. the, the lady said, oh, after Let It Go, there's a little – they bring all the characters yeah. out. You can duck out. So um, after, after the final song, you can go. You, you can, can go. go. <laughs> so we got out and um, got onto the road before the crush started, which was great, and fought our way through like Brisbane Peak Hour to get back home. But we were listening to a lot of music on the way home, and we love a lyric deep dive on this. And I have a question for you because Gemma, who is a big Cure fan, was like, no, no, I don't think that's, a, that's, that, that's what he meant. 
But you're a big Cure fan, and I wanted mm. to um, pick your brain. The song Lullaby okay. came on. Yeah. And the uh, very first line of Lullaby is, on candy-striped mm. legs, the Spider-Man comes. And mm. I said to Jem, do you think when Robert Smith was writing mm. that, like he was aware that there was a very popular comic book character called Spider-Man, and that he at any point weighed up the benefits of, of mentioning Spider-Man and knowing that there'd be some smart ass like Disney and Ice saying, oh, Disney's and Ice, who'd be like, oh, Spider-Man, web shoes, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I just can't think of another metaphor that works as good as Spider-Man and just stuck with it. Or is he such a goth? And he seems like a cool dude that he's never picked up a comic book. He doesn't have a TV. Like, could you be unaware of who Spider-Man was at the writing of this song? Like, when would, when Lullaby, when was it written? Like, when was this song Creative. I mean, I was literally trying to just Google that while you were talking. So, 89. No way you would not know who Spider-Man was. There's been no, a TV series, I'm, countless I'm cartoons. I'm 14 in 1989. So, like, just getting into the cure, but definitely aware of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, I mean, Robert Smith, I imagine, lives in, a, like, yeah. a castle or something mm-hmm. and – like he wouldn't read – he doesn't strike me as a comic book reader. I don't know. Like I think goth and comic, there is some crossover. Maybe not to like your mainstream – but I think, you know, there's definitely like – I mean, I think of the Sandman and things like that that have a very gothy crossover vibe when it comes to the graphic novels. So – but also just Robert Smith, oh, is he one of those people who only lives in his own universe – and therefore isn't aware of popular culture outside. I mean, do you think or- in 1989, Spider-Man is popular mm. enough that if you're writing a song and the very first line says, on candy-striped legs, the Spider-Man comes tonight, he's a popular enough character that like his bandmates or his producer would have gone, hey, yeah. you know hey, Spider-Man is a super Spider-Man? popular <laughs> character? Is there any chance that much like a band might want to do the opening music for a James Bond film, obviously very, you know, prestigious, that he was making a play for The Cure to do the opening song of like a Spider-Man project that was in the works? Well, I mean, who would direct Tim Burton? I mean, it's 1989. Tim Burton's just coming off the back of Batman. Maybe Robert Smith saw Batman and was like, I love this gothic vision of, the, of, of comic books. I wonder if I could get Tim to do it. If I write the perfect Spider-Man song. Spider-Man Tim song. Burton? Yes. Or maybe you wrote a song that was all about Spider-Man and at the last moment there was legal trouble and so he changed it all to nonsense about Candy Stripe. Like, but he was like, it used to be on, he shoots webs from his wrists, the Spider-Man comes. Yeah. Like, or just like a gothy cure version of like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can, spins a web, and he sighs. Is it possible um, he could have written that? I. I mean, is like because I mean it's obviously not not about the Spider Man. It is but, though. Um, the, all right, let's let's just break down the lyrics just quickly because okay, people great. like this, and I think it will. It's not like he mentions it once and he's like, you know what, I can get away. It, like the the the. the know, this is the premise of the song. On candy striped legs, the Spider Man comes softly, the shadow of the evening sun, stealing past the windows of the blissfully dead. Looking for the victim, looking for the victim shivering in bed. So it's kind of like a Sandman-y, like that seems, Sandman is like more your Robert Smith comic book. Like if he was going to read anything like 
that's what it would be, right? Like, may I could. Yeah, have, I mean, this is dark. This yeah. is a vision of terror at this point. Searching out fear in the gathering gloom, and suddenly a movement in the corner of the room, and there is nothing I can do when I realize with fright the Spider Man is having me for dinner tonight. Oh, actually, I feel like the Spider Man might be a pedophile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, rock spider. <laughs> it feels yeah. it's a rock spider, man. And, uh, is this about Jimmy Savile? I don't know. This feels 89. like there's a lot of trauma in this. I think people are still loving it. Okay. <laughs> Quietly, he laughs and shaking yep. his head, creeps closer now, closer to the foot of the bed and softer than the shadow. Hang on. You just got me thinking, though. Like, is Spider-Man the comic book about a better file? <laughs> like, did Peter Parker, like, is he just kind of like had some kind of suppressed memory where he was like, oh, no, I was bitten by a radioactive spider and stuff, and that's why I'm shooting webs all the time. Like, or is there something else horrible going on to poor Peter Parker? Well, here's what I would say about Peter Parker is that this is- Spent a lot of time with his Uncle Ben. <laughs> It's true. He, no, but he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, okay. whereas this seems like your unfriendly neighborhood Spider-Man. This is okay. like an alternate version, right? This is the dark Reverse Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And softer than the shadow and quicker than flies, his arms are all around me and his tongue in my eyes. Be still, be calm, be quiet. Now, my precious boy, I think you are right on the money. <laughs> Don't struggle like that or I will love you more. Yeah, this is like a real cry for help. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Can someone check in on Robert? <laughs> For it's much too late to get away or turn on the light, the Spider-Man is having you for dinner tonight. And I feel like I'm being eaten by a thousand million shivering furry holes. And I know that in the morning I will wake up in the shivering cold and the Spider-Man is always hungry. Okay, so Robert Smith brings this song into the studio. Hey, yeah. fellas, it's me, Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been jotting down a few tunes. I don't know. Is that what he sounds like? He might be really well spoken. <laughs> it's me, Robert Smith. Oh, I've got some songs I want to sing. It does right. not sound like that. I'm the first gonna, version was close. <laughs> first one. So I'm like, I'm going to drink a pint in a fight. Oh, I'm Robert Smith. <laughs> I, I, okay, it's me. It's Robert Smith. Uh, um, Robert Smith. Uh, I've written a song. Hey, hey fellas, <laughs> I've got this great tune. It's all about in a, a time that I thought I... <laughs> It's not a great tune. It's actually horrible. <laughs> Fellas, I've got a really sad song. Well, tell us something new, Robert. <laughs> They're all really sad. Of course sad. you do. Have you heard our music? <laughs> so he says to them, uh, I'll just sing you the song. He gets out an acoustic guitar and he starts singing and he gets to the first line. Does anyone in the band go, Robert, beautiful, really like mm. what a maudlin but beautiful song. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> Are you aware there's an incredibly popular children's hero yeah. called Spider-Man? What does well, Robert say? I th- so from memory, and again, I'm not sure this could be completely fucking wrong and I might be thinking about another song, but based on those lyrics, I think I'm correct in remembering that it's about a nightmare that he had when he was a kid, wasn't it? That's like, I mean, that, which makes sense with the lyrics that we've heard so far. So does Robert Smith in 1989 who know who – the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is? I think so. But when he was like whatever age he was meant to be when he was having this dream about a spider coming in in the middle, a Spider-Man coming in the middle of the night and devouring him and licking his eyeballs, maybe he wasn't. Or maybe much like you were saying with, I, oh, here's what I think. Okay, here's what I think. You know how you were saying before with Iona that sometimes you're worried about what will scare them, yeah. whether it's the pirates. You're never quite sure yeah, of yeah. exactly what the thing is that gets in a kid's head and gets like – so he's heard of – he's a kid, little Robert Smith. They've told him about this 
comic book superhero called Spider-Man. He's heard like his friends talk about Spider-Man. And of course, his young imagination, he's gone to bed at night and he's conjured up this image of this like horrible Spider-Man who's going to come and like attack him in the night. I did exactly that with the Elephant Man. I'd heard yeah. about the Elephant Man and I'd heard, oh, there's this mm. like horrifically, uh, you know, deformed man. And in my imagination, mm. he was a half man, half elephant, yeah. <laughs> which was infinitely more frightening than uh, what John Merrick actually looked like. I uh, just pulled up the lullaby meaning um, on Wikipedia. So the meaning of lullaby has been speculated by fans, including a metaphor for addiction, depression, or sexual okay. assault. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we, well, we got that on a reading of it. Yeah, and Smith has offered multiple explanations mm. as to its theme or content, such as nightmares or abuse. One explanation by Smith follows that the song is uh, about the disturbing songs his father sang him as a kid. So maybe his oh. father was singing him the Spider-Man okay. thing yeah. <laughs> in this Spider-Man. Uh, and the horrible endings that they would always have. Uh, Tim Pope, his longtime collaborator, uh, uh, on many of his music videos, uh, interpreted Lullaby as an allegory for lead singer Robert Smith's drug-addled past. Oh, okay. Well, you can sort of see that as well because, mm-hmm. like, spiders are a common kind of paranoid, mm-hmm. like, yeah. vision. I feel like I've got spiders all over me. Crawling all over me. Comes to me in the middle of the night, calls me. But yeah, okay. S- but still, did no one say to him, Robert, say, but, an but incredibly about, popular. Again, but what about Spider-Man? <laughs> This is all great. I absolutely agree with everything that you've said. And the fact that your dad would actually read to you like at night uh, by uh, the light of a green lantern. I just need to say <laughs> that just before you look in that lyric. Look, I'll always have you back, Robert. I'll yeah. always go into yeah. bat, for, bat for you. You can yeah. always call me yeah. uh, like a Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert's like, I've got a great idea for another two. <laughs> My friend's got my back. He's always in bat for me. He's a real Batman. No, 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 no. All right, Robert, we have to we have to talk. Wouldn't that be amazing? He's just got like a dozen songs that all reference superheroes, but not directly. Or he's not aware of any of them. I've written a song about our band. It's called the Fantastic Four. <laughs> There's five of us. Doesn't matter. Four just sounds Doesn't, better. Just, just. <laughs> oh man! Uh, in 2019, a retrospective review, uh, Raina Caitlin from Albumism wrote, "It's a thrillingly creepy song, and it recalls a sense of claustrophobia prevalent in the Cure's canon. And this time, more than others, Smith seems a little intoxicated with the idea of surrender." Uh, Smith's detailing of the Spider-Man coming to envelop and devour is classically the cure, while the tight haunted house vibe of the song is another winner. In the music video, it features Robert's in bed in the dream se- Robert in bed in the dream sequence, and the rest of the band playing tin soldiers who sporadically appear throughout the music video for a few seconds. During in the music video, during which Smith plays both the cannibalistic Spider-Man mentioned in the lyrics and the intended victim, it concludes with him being swallowed by what appears to be. A giant spider. Mm. But the spider is him. He is the spider. I think it is. He I think I'm, I'm actually moving away from the molestation. I'm, I'm Spider-Man. He's like- <laughs> <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, declared That was Smith. one of the original <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I mean, it, they do have a, a knack, oh, the Cure, of um, because uh, I didn't really, I didn't really listen to the Cure as a teen. It wasn't until I started dating Gemma that I started listening to the Cure, and I remember um, I really like uh, uh, Closer, or was it Close to Me? What's that? What's yeah, it Close, Close to, to Me? me yeah. yeah. And oh, such a sexy song, you know. And then I really listened to the lyrics, and I'm like, "Is he talking about killing himself?" This is really dark shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I was thinking it had like kind of just like a sexy put it on when you you know you want to get intimate. And it's like, yeah, baby, I love you so much. I think I'm just gonna hang on my head from the door. Yeah, yeah. I mean that opening lyric of you know uh, I've waited hours for this. I've made myself so sick. I wish I'd stayed asleep today. And you're like, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun about sleeping in, right? Yeah, this is great. It's cuddly. Yeah, this is sleeping. Suicide. <laughs> he stuck suicide into his song. <laughs> Hey, we we put a call yes. out um, uh, for for mics in our last episode. Oh, like how? That's right. How many mics? Okay. Well, look, mm. this is a scientific. As I mean, you put the onus on me. I was like, how the fuck are we going to judge this? And I didn't know. But there is a feature on. Um, uh, well, are you on social media? No, I, I don't like to talk about it, but I'm not on social media anymore, Charlie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm reluctant a, to speak about it. There's though, a function. So please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring it up. I won't bring it up. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. There is a function on uh, uh, Instagram where you can run a poll. And so I ran a poll, are you a mic? And we had over 500 respondents. And the percentage split was 10% mics, 90% non-mics, 10% mics. Mm-hmm. Is that That's higher high. or lower That's than you? That's a high percentage of mics. Okay. We also had a bunch of mics right in. And I think this is where it gets interesting because- there are some mics who are just like, hey, I'm a mic, but there are some mics who are like, I'm not actually called, my name's not Mike, but people call me Mike. Anyway, we're going to get oh, into it okay. now. Good. Now, we would, don't normally give people's last names, but because they're all mics and I, I figure it's okay to, we're going to give first and last names to differentiate our mics, okay? All right. So this is from Mike Shaw, who says, hey, Mikey, reporting in, I've been named Mike my whole life so far. I went by Mikey until the end of college and I switched to a more professional mic. Mikey more Yeah, I guess so. Mike's yeah. more professional than Mikey. Little Mikey Shaw. Yeah. Is it Shaw, the last name? Yeah. Mikey yeah, Shaw. Little, little Mikey Shaw or no, Mike Shaw. Mike Shaw. Nobody I mean, I'd be trust. That's a good name for someone you'd be trust. Like Mikey you know what I mean? Like, or like, Mike Shaw. No, Mike Shaw. Mike Shaw sounds like yeah. Yeah. Because it's got Shaw at the end, and that sounds yeah. like he's, he's <laughs> sure of himself. But Mike Shaw. <laughs> Mike Shaw. Just, yeah, <laughs> Mike Shaw. Mike Shaw of himself. Mm. Almost nobody calls me Michael, but I appreciate that it's there if I need it. I'm like that with Charles. Like no one calls me Charles, but it's a good way to just kind of go, oh, yeah, I can slip into Charles if I need to, you know, get a passport or whatever. <laughs> In fact, I very much need to do it with a passport. If you're assembling a league of extraordinary mics, these are my current skills. Okay, great. Can drive semi-trucks. Okay, good. Useful. Good. Handy. Yep. We'll need that. Between July of 2019 and November of 2021, I spent 85% of those nights camping. I used to do maintenance work for the state national parks in Nevada, oftentimes camping remote areas for up to eight days. Maybe you need a mic grills. I don't know. Um, I know how to take it. I like it. I know how to take it. This this feels like good post-apocalypse. This is good stuff. Like to know that we know someone who can handle a semi trailer and knows how to camp out for long periods of time in the wilderness. Well, he said that his special skill that comes from camping is that he can knows how to take a shit in the desert. 
Okay, well, I reckon I could have figured that out. I reckon that's the one I could speculate on, I reckon, of my own accord. I would love that, though. The first time we try it, we get bitten on the ass by a rattlesnake. Have to go to hospital to remove our ass cheeks. The rattlesnake actually went up his ass. The rattle's still coming out his bottom. (laughs) Hasn't bitten him. Just went in there. Uh, he's pretty good with a chainsaw, which is good. That's handy. Okay, good, yep. situation. Majored in journalism with a focus on marketing and advertising. Okay, wow. That's funny, man. Why, why did you – I'd be interested, Mike, to know why you shifted. Mm. If you want to write back in, what – I what, don't know. Got, I've spent a lot of time around journalists and advertising and marketing people, and it's often made me want to go and take a shit in the desert. <laughs> Uh, he signs up by thanking us for the content. We helped him in uh, with a lot of his long-haul drives. Oh, you're welcome, Mike. Um, this is a uh, 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 Michelle Schumacher. Okay. Um, yep. I'm a female, Michelle. Uh, that is Which, a French version of Michael. That cannot be right. What? That this person's name is Michelle Schumacher. Why is that not right? Because of Michael Schumacher. The Oh, no, sorry, Michelle Schumacher. Yes, but like you're saying that this woman has, like, she has the female version of. The <laughs> it doesn't name sound of the same the as. Well, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, Michael yeah. Schumacher yes. and Michelle Schumacher. You're telling me that is not really. You're not. You're not amazed by that. You don't take any particular. Okay. Uh, well, well, I fine. guess. Well, I mean, little side note. I only the other day um, heard me use the word coincidence. And asked me to define what a coincidence was, and I really fucking struggled to do it. But I think next time I'll say it's like Michael and Michelle Schumacher. It seems related, but it's not. I mean, it just sounds the same. Um, okay, uh, this is from Michael Cole. Hey, I'm just checking in uh, to let you know that there's at least one other Michael listening. Uh, this is from. Oh, this is a a, a, a Meggings related one. This is from. Um, uh, William Day. My first name is William, but my parents always used my middle name and called me Mike. It's generally what I go by and what my friends call me. My dad is William Richard and goes by Bill, and I'm not a junior, so I guess they thought it would be less confusing. Right. Okay. So that's – but where does it come from? Oh, his middle name, Mike. His middle name, Mike. Yeah. I use William for all They didn't call his dad Dick, though, did they? His middle name was Richard. <laughs> They're calling you Mike. But I get that. My grandfather was a William and uh, or and a Bill, and so I got Will. And this is from Reese uh, Hermans, who says, "I'm also Mike. Um, my name is Reese, but I go then. I just I just go by Mike. Um, thanks for all the laughs. It's like that's. I didn't know you could just do that. Like what? Go by another name." Well, yeah, but how does that come around? Like normally it's a derivation. Like we call Iona Iggy for short. Mm-hmm. But there's the Iggy's a real name. There's actually people out there called Iggy, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different – that doesn't seem like that is short. In fact, I feel like I it's own, exactly I the amount of name. <laughs> Are you talking syllables? Yeah. Yeah, but in like letters, it's exactly the same amount of letters. But it's not we, – we don't write it down. It's just like when we're calling her Iggy. Yeah, but how is Iggy short for Iona? It's not. It's Io. No, that's right. It's a different name. That's a nickname. You're saying a nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is like with Mike, it was the middle name. And what about Reese? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's come with Reese, but it hasn't come from Reese. It's just a different name. Regular listener Michael Nados has said, I'm Mike. I'm Michael Nados. I prefer Nados generally though. Um, as I'm working in a warehouse, and they all call me Mike, and I think it fits as a working class name. Do you think Mike, yeah. Mike and the Mechanics, 
Mike from I mean, that, Monsters Inc. <laughs> that's, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Mike and the mechanics. It <laughs> yeah. just sounds right together. It does. Mike. <laughs> Mike. I'm trying to think of – so Michael Chamberlain, we call him Chambo. What other Michaels do we know? Do you know? What other, what, Mike, any Michaels in our sphere? Michael. Um, I mean, like, I mean, are you are you talking external to the fact that we've had three separate Michaels be our producers yeah, 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 on yeah, this yeah, podcast? Yeah, like friends of ours, like people mm. that we know. I can't think of uh, one of them. Mikey like Robbins. Michael. Mikey Robbins. He's a Mikey. Yeah. Oh, that He's works. Mikey, and that's not yeah. – so, Mike Chamberlain doesn't work. Doesn't fit Michael Chamber, does it? Chamber oh, works. I'm going to start Michael. calling Michael Chamberlain Mike Chamberlain. I think. I was like, you know, that great footy podcast with Adam Rosenbachs <laughs> and Mike Chamberlain. <laughs> Mike, it doesn't work. It, makes, it actually feels gross. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Mike oh, Chamberlain. is this popular TV writer Mike Chamberlain? <laughs> I think for a while, Chamber yeah. was ironically mm. signing off things as Mikey. He would text mm. and sign off and say Mikey or Mickey. His email has Mickey in it. I know that. Mickey Chamberlain. Mickey Chamberlain, which works. Mickey Chamberlain would- That's no, like, an no. I, like an IRA gangster. Yeah, that's what yeah. it does feel yeah. like. Yeah, that's right. You know, he blew you me up in the wall, Mickey Chamberlain. Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> He'll blow your house up. Or Mickey yeah, Chamberlain. Totally. totally. But Mick Chamberlain is wrong on every level. Uh, Michael Asher says, mm. I don't think I should be participating in this poll as I am a Michael and not- a Mike. I feel like there's okay. two camps here, mm-hmm. Michaels and Mikes, with each other not liking to be called the other. Okay. A Mike seems like a fat guy who only wears Hawaiian shirts. Ooh. Not sure if this helps okay. with the fat it shaming. Doesn't. It doesn't. Well, Mike shaming. <laughs> I think that is true, though, in the sense that I would think there is a separate, like my, as we just pointed out, Michael and Michael Chamberlain. Like, yeah. he's certainly not a Mike. Chamberlain, and that would make me think differently of him if he was to be a Mike Chamberlain. Mm. Oh man, I can't. It seems like, like a Michael Jordan. If you person. called him Mike Jordan, well, no, like Mike, everyone wants to be like Mike. So Did I anyone calling him did. Mike? They I did? think if you referred to yeah, because this thing was I want to be like Mike. I think that if you referred to him as Mike Chamberlain, Mike Jordan, people would kind of it still it's in the zone. Whereas. Like Mike Chamberlain is the most offensive name. <laughs> it's disgusting, in my isn't life. it? I hate it. It makes my I skin crawl. It. I can't under like a Robert Smith lyric. It <laughs> makes my skin crawl. What about uh, a famous pop star Mike Jackson? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, or Mick Jackson, Mickey Jackson, Mikey Jackson. Yeah. Speaking of potential drama <laughs> listers. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is from Mike Hasselhoff. Okay. Do you think he's any relation? Uh, to Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because people are related by their first names. You didn't get on board my Schumacher bit. I'm yeah, not okay. getting bored of your Hasselhoff <laughs> I, like, I like this. Wow, you got a long memory. Um, okay. Uh, long time listener, uh, longer time at Mike. Definitely mm. not part of a secret cabal of Mike's controlling and influencing public institutions. Oh, sounds Immediate like red flag. absolutely you are. <laughs> or why would you say that? I'm here to comply with instructions mm. from episode 454 to declare Mike status. I draw the line at torturing orphans, but I'm presently wearing thermal tights. I enjoy the listen as always. Thanks heaps, mates. Um, okay. So we did sort of say, we did open it up, didn't we? We sort of said it's, it can be Mike's or any variation of. Yeah, Mike's or variations of Mike's. Okay. Um, this one came in from Nick B., uh, subject, sometimes Mike in brackets, Mick, 
Um, I just want to lower the bench mic. My name is Nick. <laughs> my name is Nick, but my dad sometimes calls me Mick. By complete coincidence, my partner's grandmother misheard my name when we met and has been calling me Mick for 10 years. Okay. I like that. That's an <laughs> yeah. accidental, accidental Mick. Mick Because we, because yeah. we, yeah, because Mick, we haven't really even factored in at this point, have we? Because like yeah. Mick Dundee, like yeah. famously Mickey Australian Conlon. iconic, like, I mean, if he was Michael Dundee, Michael Crocodile Dundee, I don't think it would be the same. Have I ever talked on this pod about when I was, uh, uh, just before high school, whatever the you know year six and seven is, is that's is that high school? I don't know. My, the way my school was weird. You, I went to a, I went to a school that was from grade five to year eight, and then I had to go to a school that was nine to twelve. So I don't. know. Yeah, okay, that's weird. that is weird. Whatever that middle bit, middle school, yeah. I guess you'd call it. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but we uh, we had to take the bus to get to school, and we'd pick up all these different all these different schools along the way were on the same route. And we were the only Catholic school. And the boys um, from one of the grammar schools, just before it got to our stop or one of us would pull the cord on the bus, would yell out, if you're a Mick, put your hand up. And then like one of us would pull the cord and everyone would start laughing. And I didn't know that like Mick was, Mick was slur. like short. Oh, is it a slur for Catholic? Yes. Like I know it's a term as in for Irish Catholic, Catholic, but it is. Yeah, but it is a slur. Is it? It is a slur. Yeah, but I don't actually have a problem with it. <laughs> like I don't think it's that. But I mean, when it comes to sort of like cultural and racial slurs, <laughs> Mick's pretty light, right? I think Mick is fine. I didn't even realize that it was technically a slur. Like, what does it mean? Does it just mean Irish Catholic? Yeah. Should okay. I look it up? What the origin yeah. of the slur? Origin Mick of Mick slur. slur is a good thing to <laughs> type in. I think uh, a person of Irish descent. Definition of Mick ethnic slur, offensive term for a person of Irish descent. So not even Catholic, just Irish. Yeah, right. Well, I yeah. should be doubly offended at that, considering my origins. It also says that taking the Mickey is also like an Irish reference, and it's also considered a slur. Yeah. I guess so, right? Yeah, right. Um, okay, so then this came in from Michael Ricardo, okay. who said, "I'm a Mike, like Daniel Ricardo, the yeah, Michael Michelle Michael Schumacher." <laughs> this came from Michael Senna. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a Mike, but I prefer Michael. Please don't call me Mike. Well, I appreciate okay. you writing in. Thank you, Michael. Does anyone ever call you Willie? So it's interesting with William because there's so many different ways that you could go, right? There's Will, clearly. Uh, there's Liam, like Liam Gallagher. Uh, there's like Bill. Is Billy. Liam, I had no idea Liam was short for Will, Liam. <laughs> and not always. There are lots of okay. Liams that are just independent Liams, as right. there are some Wills that aren't Williams. I can't but, believe, though. It, it makes total sense. Like it's the last four letters of William. Yeah. It's the other bit. <laughs> it's the other bit of the name. I just feel like I've just woken up. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah. Liam, there was a lot Liam. of people going around going, hey, I'm using the first bit of this name. And a lot of people go, what are you going to do with the last bit of that name? I like Fuck William, all. but I really want to extend yeah. that I. <laughs> really, I am. Will I, will he am. So, yeah, Liam Gallagher's a William. Okay. So, what if I rebranded? What if I just le- like I was just said like I've silly sick of silly Willie Anderson? <laughs> no, I'm just going the other way. Liam, I literally oh, go do a whole Liam Anderson. Like so, I, I go, like Liam you know Anderson. I've used the first three letters of my name for so long 
it's time for me to switch. And like, kind of like turning <laughs> I've had these other four letters just sitting <laughs> there. They're sitting in there pristine condition. For all this, that are technically, it's like, you know, kind of turning over your mattress. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, totally. Like, okay, this is, maybe I should just like. And You've like, had it I, in a, a vacuum yeah. sealed chamber, those last four letters. They're pristine. Mm. When So when did you, have you been Will your whole life? I've been Will. I mean, I've been Will my whole life, but I reckon I was using an extra L for maybe the first 14 okay, or so, so years. So the first L of Liam's probably a bit warm. Just a little, a little But warm. the IAM. But unt- untouched for the last Mint 25 condition. years. And then the yeah, IAM, <laughs> ready to go. Bagged and you. boarded. <laughs> yeah, I reckon um, I love right. it. I love the idea of you rebranding yeah. as Liam Anderson. Liam Anderson. And it's, I, it gives me the opposite feeling of well, yeah, What does it feel like? Tell I me, feel serious. It feels like yeah. Liam, Liam, Liam Anderson, Anderson. Liam Anderson, yeah. ABC, ABC Drive or something yeah. like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're listening I can see you just drilling the Prime Liam Minister Anderson on, on like broken policies ABC and stuff Drive. Like Liam Anderson. Is this what, Mr. Prime Minister, is this what they meant when they said it wouldn't be easy under Albanese? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liam there. Anderson. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> Liam Anderson with a pithy zinger. <laughs> ABC Drive. Yeah. Uh, Michael like- M. Comes in, says, uh, I'm a mic. Uh, uh, for your information, I'm a mic for your bench mic. You must have, I don't remember coining that phrase. I think you must have done that. Sounds like whenever, uh, that does. sounds like a pithy one-liner. It does sound like something Liam dumb Anderson. that I would do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not so many like show title puns for Liam Anderson. Like that would be, it would be harder to come up with Liam. Liam. Yeah. What would it be? Liam. Uh, Millennium. Liam. Liam. Why didn't you do a like a podcast team up? Liam, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's how far I would have to go to get something to work because <laughs> nothing else immediately springs to mind. I've got to say. Uh, Mike Brace says, "I'm a Mike. Hi there, Will and Charlie. I know Charlie might just tally up all of the emails you got with the subject line on Mike, but in case you do reading this out, I just wanted to take the chance." to thank you for all the entertainment you've provided over the years. My wife, who occasionally listens with me, is a medical professional. Oh, that'll do. Close enough. An occasional listener. Yeah. She's very caring and hardworking. Uh, She's a very caring and hardworking nurse, and I love her very much. So if you do read this out, I know she would love to hear the good old, and then it just cuts off. What (laughs) happened, Mike? Like, (laughs) did she, like, I would love it. The irony is if his wife came out and was like, are you on the computer again? (laughs) Like, slams the laptop in his fingers. (laughs) Chloroforms him from behind. (laughs) I'm sick of you listening to those silly boys, Liam Anderson (laughs) and his friend, the other one. Uh, This uh, last one here is from Mike. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Uh, It's not even a lot of letters. It's just F E H E R for her, for her, for her. <laughs> Help me out. F E H E R. How do you? How would you pronounce that? Uh, for her. For for her. For fair. Or just just fair. Maybe it's a, a s- silent E H. Mike Fair. <laughs> Mike Fair said, "Hey guys, uh, I'm listening to the Meggings episode." with my friend on the US, on a US road trip, and I'm a Mike, um, which actually dovetails into another subject we brought up last week, which was the Meggings. Um, a lot of people uh, writing in to say, hey, Charlie, you idiot. 
<laughs> there are leggings for men. But there was I think specific- we kind of did discover that by the end of the episode. No, we, we literally discovered a place where you could find leggings for men. Meggings. Well, here's an example of one of the emails. This is from Greg. He says, uh, hey, gents, currently listening to episode 454 and screaming Merino skins at my phone. And I reckon these are the answer to what Charlie is looking for. I swear by them. But I clicked on the link and it's just those athletic it's, it's just the That's what you don't want. Leggings. You don't want yeah. the athletic. Even the meggings weren't exactly what I wanted. Like they kind of were vaguely. I still think there is a gap in the market for us to to do something there. I just don't know. Like do people? Because in my head, I'm like, you know, like in the '80s, wrestling tights would often have like painting, like you know, airbrushed pictures on them. I thought we could just do a line of toe fop tights for men. And women, I guess. But is it is this an idea? That should that- be the, the slogan: <laughs> "Tofop tights for men." Brackets and women, I guess. I mean, is it is that going to lose us some money? Yes, okay. so much money. Are you? Ta- what are you talking about? Okay, like, that's a bad idea. I mean, the fact that there are like you are really looking for. What I've noticed is your Goldilocks approach to exactly what you're looking for in this scenario because you've been presented with a whole bunch of – don't you think you should be just getting something that is already on the market and then customizing it perhaps? Like that's maybe what you need That's to what do. smart people do, right? Yeah. They take something and they just give it a slight twist. So we're just mm. saying, well, meggings seem to be popular or, or, or skins. Like I guess we could market as athletic because mm. that seems to be the primary – that's where the big yes. market is in the athletic brands. But how do we get that? Because TOEFOP and athleticism doesn't really work. I mean, again, I'm not sure this is the business we should be getting into. I just I think, think there is something there because I just have visions you just, you of just us want- like doing our live show yeah. and we look out into the crowd and it's just like just meggings as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Everyone turns up in their TOEFOP branded meggings. I mean, this like, is People how- wear their TOEFOP T-shirts to the show. Yeah, Why yeah, wouldn't they no. wear – we've seen the top half and we love it. Now show yeah. us your legs. <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to – I'm not going to mount an argument against this. I'm literally just going to ask you to go th- to the 49-minute mark of this podcast and listen to what you just said. <laughs> you listen back to it and you tell me why it's a bad idea. Uh, a few episodes ago, we did our Great Reset Well, which is where we um, yes. started Everything to 450. That episode, 450 onwards, That's everything will now be sequential. Yes. It should all make sense. Everything's about- in the TOEFOP feed. It's all yeah. numbered sequentially from 450. From, from now on. So there, yeah. there, there's 13 sort of semi-lost episodes. Uh, Morgan wrote in with something that we hadn't considered. Oh, uh, I God. was recently- <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But this is a fun thing. This is not like you guys are fucked up again. This is almost as bad as your idea for TOEFOP branded meggings. Uh, hello, boys. I was recently listening to episode 451 and I wanted to point out that you're making it a little too easy for conspiracy theorists. I mean, naming the episode 451 The Great Reset is an easy game. 451 equals Fahrenheit 451. Great Reset equals the WEF conspiracy. Just something to consider. The World Economic Forum. Yeah, I'm familiar okay, with that. <laughs> Mostly from conspiracies, though. So, but I think we were dancing around it when we we came up with the name no. for the Great Reset. We're like, oh, like I felt like there was some kind of white nationalist association. The Great Replacement Theory is what I was thinking of, but maybe like that's that's where my instincts were going. Is like, oh yeah, the number, the Great Reset. 
What do you think? I mean, it would be great if we could just get the word out there that like, you know, Q drop style. Oh, we'd get were, so many listeners. Right? There were messages like hidden within what we were doing that were like the keys to some sort of whatever it was. Like, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, because I so, saw I mean, people just tuning in going, I find this very hard to believe, but they talk about Norway a lot. Well, we got we got quite, not a lot, but there was some pushback on our Russell Brand episode where there was people like, you guys have mischaracterized him as, you know, being right wing when really he's just like a free thinker nope, and blah, blah, blah. I haven't mischaracterized <laughs> him as being right wing at all. <laughs> well, he's just I've done an interview. I've characterized him as being a intellectual lightweight idiot. That's what I have. <laughs> like a guy who was addicted to whatever fucking flashes in front of his eyes at various stages of his life and dresses up very basic ideas in flowery language and people confuse it with intelligence. I hope that clears up any of my opinions. <laughs> but if we did want to no. get a bit of that sweet, sweet QAnon dollar, like why don't we just start – what we need to do is like we don't need to change what this is. We just need to pre-plan a couple of like like code words. What do they call it? Signaling or something when you're yeah, sort of – that's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. just need to drop in references to particular like code words and hotspots. Yeah. Yeah. And so like then, but then, but, like we but should then, say things like yeah. free thinker more. <laughs> but then we need to start our own, yeah. like we'll start, we'll, we'll like shadow our own Reddit page it's, and mm-hmm. go to like one of those or 4chan yeah. and say, hey, hey, if you guys want some real fucking, like some real dirt, these dudes are like, you know, they're talking about meggings and uh, what they're really talking about yeah. is like you know how that men certain- deserve equal rights with women including in fashion <laughs> yeah that white men are white men are oppressed white yeah. men with, just do a with cold real- legs yeah. <laughs> the most oppressed group in all of society <laughs> yeah if men and women aren't equal why are men's legs so cold <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird letter this came in from luke uh, I thought you might have a, a, okay. um, a take on this. I've got my take. Um, it's not a weird letter, so I shouldn't say that, Luke. It's a, it's a perfectly fine letter, but it did get me thinking. Um, I'm lo- Will, I'm loving your Two Guys, One Unlimited series. Great work. On the episode with Charlie, he mentioned being athletic but not great at hand-eye coordination, which reminded me of every Australian TV show or ad that requires actors to kick a footy or bowl a ball I can't recall any actor looking natural playing bull sports. Mm. Whether it's Toadfish playing backyard cricket <laughs> in Ramsey Street, or even that out of the moment with the bogan sinking cans or kicking footies into people's backyards, what's the what's the deal? Why is it so? Can you think of any reason for this? Or nominate an Aussie actor who looks like they can hold a cricket ball the right way up. I'm now, gonna I nominate is- our friend Alex Williams. Alex Williams. Because yeah. he has been the one thing. Look, I mean, there's been a bit of uh, mixed, <laughs> uh, you know, mixed vibes around the the Warney uh, series that Alex was the star of. But the one consistent seems to be throughout all the reviews is not only that he managed to get the character really, like, I mean, literally, even the ones that hated the series have like commented on the fact that he was great and really got the character right. But the big thing is that he'd done so much work clearly on trying to like replicate the bowling of Shane Warne and make it look convincing because in any sports thing, it's like the Ted Lasso, like I loved Ted Lasso even when it got like a bit, you know, whatever in the final series. I'm a fan, but it was always really funny when they go from like clearly they've hired actors for this show some of whom have clearly played football before, but they're not professional footballers, then there would be any scene that was on the soccer field and you'd be like, 
yeah, this is real slow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's what I'll say from an yeah. actor's point of view is often you very, I mean, unless it's a big budget show, you're given no time. So, you know, AFL is a very popular sport, but it's not played in every state. So if you're an actor from Queensland or New South Wales, chances are you've never even picked a footy up before. And you might have two weeks at the most to prepare for this scene you're going to shoot. It's probably not enough time to learn how to kick a football properly. I mean, I've had, like home and away, I remember uh, I had a scene where I was meant to be playing basketball with my nephew and I was meant to sort of dribble around him and shoot. And I had not played basketball in 15 years. And I had like 20 minutes before we shot the scene to fucking try and remember how to dribble a ball. And I remember like I sort of, I didn't want any, because I knew it looked terrible and I, I just would look completely uncoordinated. But I remember after one take, because all I had to do was just sink a basket from like, I don't know, mm. five feet from from the ring. And I just couldn't fucking do it. And I just turned to the, uh, to the director and said, can you just fucking cut yeah. in on this? Like, can someone who actually shoot this cut in? Yeah. Because it's too embarrassing. And then another time on Blue Healers, I had to, it was such a dumb setup. It was me going to bust up a bunch of kids at a skate bowl. And they're all like, hey, piss off, like, copper, we don't need you, or whatever teenagers said back in 2005. And to win them over, my character grabbed the skateboard and then did an ollie flip. (laughs) (laughs) And of course I can't do that. I can't even fucking stand on a board. So they had a stunt double come in and do the ollie flip. And then all I had to do at the end was, you know, in Back to the Future, Marty McFly, he'll kick the board up into his hand and, and walk off. All I had to do. Yeah. Do you How think I could fucking do it? Do that? <laughs> I'd step on the board and fly off that way. I'd step on the board and hit me in the nuts. I'd step on the. And the thing about this oh, shit is man. the more anxious you get about it, the of fucking course. worse, the, the tidier body yeah. gets, the worse. So if you're wondering why, I think that's it. I can't. Also, think of, if and anyone thing- has any of that footage of Charlie <laughs> trying to do that from Blue Hill, is still, I would love to see it. If you want to watch a show, like if you're into Aussie rules, and there was a show a couple of years ago on the ABC called The Warriors, which was all about like an amateurs footy league. And I know the lead guy in that race is a really good guy, but he is from Queensland, grew up playing union. And he worked his ass off. Like he was training with football teams. And he actually, I think he pulled it off. He actually looks like a really good footballer in that. But he was saying, having had no background in Aussie rules, it was one of the hardest things he's ever had to learn. Like just holding the ball, how you kick it. I would say this too in defense of like the actors who aren't very good at like, you know, looking like they're natural sports people. Sports people aren't particularly good generally at acting. <laughs> like I feel like it balances out, you know? Someone hasn't seen Space Jam too. <laughs> <laughs> or Space Jam. <laughs> oh, yeah, for that matter. Uh, we'll finish off with this oh, yes. letter from Jen. Uh, this goes back a few episodes. Uh, Mrs. X who wrote it in to scold me over my um, – stealing from my workplace. Dearest Charlie, my first real job was for an ice cream place when I was 16 years old. My family grew up struggling to keep the middle class line. Thus, I was aware of the value of money from an early age. At my ice cream job, my boss had earned my trust and respect to have the safe code to replenish... Sorry, hang on. At my ice cream job, my boss has er has earned my trust and respect to have the safe code to replenish the till for change. Okay, I think she's saying she got the the safe code, yeah. I was smart enough to know that stealing rolls of dimes and nickels and occasional quarters would be gas money in my pocket and probably unnoticed. Of course, I knew it was wrong, and as an adult, I have Catholic-level guilt about it. In one respect, 
especially because at that time I was well practiced in uh, in Stoic and unrelated reasons that made it me capable a capable liar that I could not replicate to this day. My boss had a conversation with me supposing the exact thing that I was doing. And I responded the correct response, whatever those words were, to recognize that I understood what he was saying, but there was no way I could be implicated. Oh, boy, I love that. That's just like the fucking balls, the bare face lying. I liked my boss a lot, and I never thought about what I was doing as stealing from him. And while I did know it was stealing, I had a pretty dissociated nihilistic view of how the system works. So while I understand Mrs. X being offended, I refute the idea of, of her personalizing your actions. Dumb teens are dumb teens, and being honest about past transgressions, I think, is the most human thing we can share, which was kind of the point of that story in the first place. I, I wasn't sort of trying to big note myself. I was trying to sort of point out what an asshole I was at that age. Oh, no, uh, not, I, yes, it was never a Robin Hood-esque story of like that you're meant to like steal from the rich and redistribute to the poor. It, was, it wasn't even you, like a gangster rap kind of get rich or die trying kind of thing. It was a fairly mediocre tale of like, petty theft. Although the fact that that's, that's your version of it, right, in the same way as Jay-Z or someone will rap about the fact that they used to sell drugs on the street, you're just rapping on a podcast about the fact that you used to steal some late fees from the video store. Uh, I'm not trying to absolve you of guilt through association, but I actually found it sort of comforting that other people did shitty things in their youth that they're sheepish or horrified to, for some extent, at the present date. Fucking Christ, I lied to my boss's face about how uh, about the possibility of stealing, and it's always and 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 totally fucked it for anyone else who wanted to know the safe code. And God damn it, that worked. And almost as a 40 year old now, I feel levels uh, of guilt that makes me feel like a jackass. My dumbass teen narcissism, I just thought, fuck the system, not realizing the situation. It sounds like I did this is more <laughs> some kind of like resolution for you. I actually was fine about it until Mrs. X's letter. But it sounds like, Jen, we've helped you in some way, which I, I'm, I'm okay with. I Yeah, look, I'm, I'm sure I said this last time we spoke about it, and I know that you didn't read it on the podcast to elicit some sort of like defense of you necessarily. It's more the fact that I think that we should – like if we're, you know, it's great to be able to like admit to the fact that we're flawed people and that we continue to be flawed people. And as long as you're not using it as like an excuse for your flawed behavior, then I think it's always better to be talking about it than not talking about it. And in the kind of universe of people doing like public confessions mm. in their podcasts, like I've heard some much worse oh, yeah. stuff. No, no, like, that was this is very, very lightweight. Mm. Like go listen to Bert Kreischer. If you mm. want to hear some public <laughs> confessions, I'll make you go, holy fuck. No, you uh, should, that was you should hear Liam Anderson's podcast. Some real <laughs> weird shit going on. All right. That is Tofop for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Best way to support the show still is uh, Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Tofop. Bonus episodes going up every fortnight, plus a bunch of other great bonus content. Ad-free episodes, full-length videos of the show. Go check it out. You can also go to our YouTube channel. Um, that helps as well. Uh, if we get enough views, we can start monetizing that. So go to Tofop TV on YouTube or go to Tofop.com to check out our other great podcasts. Well, what do you want to talk about? Uh, when, when are people hearing this? Is it this Two week? Weeks. Two, weeks Two weeks away. So um, I will have already uh, done uh, Sullivan Shire in Glenelg, which means 
Airly Beach and Wyong uh, are still on sale. But I will say uh, Sydney Comedy Store. This is something that I have added since last we spoke. Sydney Comedy Store, what are you talking about, Will? My improvised stand-up shows. Love doing them at the store. That's where they started. And I've put on four shows, uh, which are selling pretty quickly already, considering that I haven't plugged them anywhere yet. But the Sydney Comedy Store, for what you're talking about, Will, completely improvised, made up on the spot, all uh, – Different shows every time. I know that some people like to come to more than one, so they're completely different shows every time. Check it out. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Yeah.